Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,429. Modification is infinitely easier than synthesis. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest. Calling in from Woodland, California, Tyler Schilling. Hey, Tyler, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am, Mark. Let's get to it. All right. We'll have some fun. Tyler Schilling is the founder of Sick Toys. S-I-C-K-T-O-I-Z is the spelling of his company. A company that designs and builds items that he would like to have, but nobody else was making. Sick Toys offers unique handmade designs that are carefully put together and thoughtfully crafted from automotive parts to display objects and most amazing door hardware you'll ever see. You got to check this one out. At a young age, Tyler got a job with a Can-Am Series crew chief and historic racer Restorer. He worked on cars including Jackie Stewart's T260 Lola and Peter Revson's M8 F McLaren. And he also worked as a mechanic on Bobby Brown's Lola 332. His fascination with creating things led him to a career in robotics and the ocean. And in 1985, he started Schilling Robotics along with Wes Garretts. For 34 years, they built a global franchise, including a 98% market share in underwater robotic arms. And that company was acquired in 2012, which takes us up to the fun things that uh, Tyler's doing today. And I'll let our listeners know, I got to meet Tyler during the Quail uh, event this past summer, got to see the incredible things that he makes. And I just had to bring him to Cars Yeah here to share some of what he's doing today with all of you. So Tyler, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more? 
about your career, your business, and a very obvious passion that you have for automobiles and things that are mechanical. Sure, Mark. Thank you very much. Um, I have just been a really uh, fortunate gentleman my whole life. have always had a passion for problem-solving, designing things, building things, and uh, a real love of items that are finely crafted and then a somewhat dangerous obsession with complicated machinery. I just love all of those things. And I'm one of those weirdos that when I see like the welding on a titanium exhaust for a Formula One car, it feels like an icy hand has grabbed my heart. I'm just very taken by form and incredible workmanship and clever solutions to uh, to difficult problems. So I had a, a great career in the what was at the time a very unlikely field of underwater robotics back in 1985, but it worked out really well, you know, based on all the things that that I love doing and my partner Wes Garrett's obsession with keeping customers happy and making sure that as an enterprise we're meeting all of their uh, all of their needs and I'm really happy now to have founded uh, Sick Toys uh, where as you mentioned I get to design and build things that I want to have and share them with other people in the event that they might want to, to own something like that as well. Well, I'll tell our listeners that I got to experience these amazing things that Tyler builds when I was at the Quail event this past summer, and it blew me away. And that's why I had to bring him on board here. And before I jump into my first question here, your father, Stanley, was what you call a hyper-functionary. And you used that term a couple times when we were chatting. Tell me a little bit more about what that means to you. Yeah, to me, that that term means an individual who can do virtually anything. And that certainly was what my dad was. I remember one time he had just purchased a home on the Northern California coast. And as a family, we were up there experiencing it for the very first time. And walking along the shore, he picks up a piece of driftwood. And then when we get back to the house, he finds in the utility cabinet a set of wood chisels and he begins to carve the most amazing bas-relief sculpture of an osprey bird. And I don't think he'd ever done any wood carving before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> he was he was quite an inspiration. Yeah, no doubt. This is very cool. Well, let's uh, start this journey. A very interesting life you've had with your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew that you were going to be a car guy? I, I got to say, I think there were a number of ones, number of them, but the one that really grabbed me was the first time in a magazine I ever saw a picture of Lamborghini's Periscopica Countach. Um, Yeah, yeah. It was so shocking and amazing at the time. It really hooked me. Yeah, that car, I remember as a kid having a poster on my wall of that car when it came out and just looking at it, it was so different from anything we'd ever seen. And even to this day, when you look at the transition of Lamborghini, and I've been to their factory there, and looked at the cars, and I, I think they, the Countach almost got worse and worse over the years because 
the simplicity of that first Periscopo was so spectacular. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. They, I, I think they definitely got worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until we got into what they're doing now, of course, which is a whole different generation and things like the Reventon and all these cars that they're doing now, which are so spectacular. But uh, And, of course, the Mura uh, came along and blew us all away again, I would assume. For, same for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Tyler, I want to take a look at some of these roads you've driven down, talk about a challenge or even a failure you faced in your life or your career, and, and have us walk you through, or have you walk us through that. But more importantly, what was the learning lesson that you came out of this situation with that helped you move forward in a positive way? I had started uh, Schilling Robotics back in 1985 and ended up uh, selling the company to a large multinational called GEC Alstom in 1992. I stayed on to run it as a business unit for them. And then in the year 2000, they had some horrible financial circumstances befall them. And they decided to sell a number of business units, one of which was Schilling Robotics. They decided because we were a smaller business unit, rather than having a professional investment bank sell it, they would they would handle it themselves. And they were unsuccessful. And what it led to was a, a extended two-year period where we were on the market. And it made, of course, all of my valuable employees super nervous, not knowing what the fate of the company would be. And what I decided to do very early in the process was be a completely transparent and open book. And so every month when we had our monthly meeting, I would give uh, the employees an update on the the sale process. And uh, most importantly, in the Q&A section, I would get all kinds of questions uh, from them about what I thought was likely to happen. And I just answered as completely and honestly as I could. And they all hung with us. And we ended up buying the assets of the company back in at the end of 2003. It turned into a really wonderful outcome for all of us uh, because I set it up to provide equity options uh, for each employee. And it's one of the things I'm most proud of in my career was that uh, through that whole process, I was able to put uh, $55 million into the the, uh, savings accounts of uh, 165 uh, employees. Oh, my gosh. This is incredible. You know, that is so spectacular. Most of the time when people sell their businesses, they kind of just you know, they might have to stay around for a year or two and they walk away and they walk away with the treasures and everybody else is left to deal with the new employee or new owners who many times fire everybody and bring their own people in. And so all these vested folks that have spent all this time with you, uh, working with you, just kind of get lost and left in the dust, if you will. And I mean, this is an incredible testament to who you are, Tyler, and what you've done. It's an incredible story. Let me ask you this. What drove you to behave this way? And that may be a silly question for somebody of your integrity uh, and maybe humbleness here, but what was your sense of of self or sense of your business that made you feel like you – because you could have just taken all that for yourself, I assume, and kind of said, sorry, folks, it's my business. See you later. Bye. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, a couple of things. Our our parents really emphasized, you know, being the kind of an individual that 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 does the right thing, which means something different in in a lot of different circumstances. Uh, but the other one was always want to have the people that come in contact with me feel that they're better off for the experience. And I never wanted to make a dollar if it meant taking the dollar from from somebody else. This is such a tremendous story because, I've again, I've heard so many stories of people that just get toasted by their businesses, by their bosses, and so forth. Wow, what a heartwarming story. Really tremendous. I had a lot of uh, admiration for you before based on what you were doing, and you just notched it up many, many, many more steps, my friend. So congratulations for that behavior. Wow. Fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I got a plenty of money myself. <laughs> well, of course, as you should, as you should. But again, my point being a lot of people, they keep it all to themselves and they just kind of look at their employees as a necessary expense. And we see that over and over again. We hear that over and over again. And it really is a shame because as you know, because of the kind of person you are, you, you can't build these businesses without the help of the right team, the right people. And I think it's tremendous what you did. That's a really great story. Thank you for sharing that. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, vehicle, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Yeah, you bet. So it's a 1972 BMW 3.0 CS that my older brother talked my father into buying, which uh, was an amazing thing because my father was not a car person. He drove an old dilapidated uh, VW Beetle uh, for years and years. And somehow my brother John talked him into buying this BMW 3.0 CS. And I took care of it all through junior high and high school and washed it and waxed it regularly. And when my uh, family moved away, my father said, you know, you really adore this car. I'm going to give it to you. And so he gave me the car. And fortunately, there was a gentleman at the local airport who did the air repair business there who used to see it all the time. And he told me numerous times, if you ever decide to sell that car, you come and see me first. I decided foolishly at the time that I wanted to sell it, and I went to see him, and and we made a deal. Fast forward to a couple of years ago, I decided that I liked that car so much I was going to find another one. And I found one that was available in the same color combination. It was a jade green exterior with a tan leather interior in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was about to go uh, look at it. And I come home one day and there's a three by five note card uh, sitting on my doorstep. And it was from this guy. And he said he wanted to know if I wanted to buy the car back. Oh, nice. And he happened to still be just one town over from where we are. And I went to see him. The fortunate part of the story was he took way better care of the car than I probably would have at my age uh, at the time. And he was an A&P mechanic, and it was meticulously maintained. And so I now have the the car oh back again in its in yeah. spectacular shape. Oh, I love you know the <laughs> awesome story. But I love those cars. Uh, of course, they were built by Carmen. And I tell you, there was a great story. I think it was in Road and Track a while back, and 
I love the title because I remember it distinctly. It said, uh, the 1972 BMW 3.0 CS Coupe is aging better than us. <laughs> <laughs> that car has such a beautiful greenhouse effect to those delicate lines that come down off the roof. A good friend of mine, Bill, regular listener, uh, found a beautiful one overseas that he had for a while. And I got to go up and pick it up when it came in in the container and we drove, I got to drive it. Now, actually, I drove his old, eh, he drove it. That's right. Now I remember. I had to drive his old BMW or old Mercedes diesel back behind it, but I got to look at the car the whole way home. So what a great story. Ah, love those cars. How about seller's remorse? I mean, I guess you kind of told us the seller's remorse, but you, you got it back. Is that the seller's remorse story in your life? I mean, you know, because I got it back, now it's not a seller's remorse story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saved out. yourself. <laughs> and 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 you asked what my favorite memory of the car was. It was uh, that uh, my wife of uh, thirty-one years and I went on our first date in that in that. Oh car. my gosh! Oh, even better. So I have a oh. I have a really wonderful garage with lots of amazing cars in it, but that's the one I would never sell out of all of them. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Well, let's talk about today. I want you to share a lot more about what inspired you to start Sick Toys. And again, it's spelled S-I-C-K-T-O-I-Z, Sick Toys. What do you inspired you to start this business? Tell our listeners more about what it is, what it means to you, because I had the joy again of seeing some of the items that Tyler has created. And it, it's it blew me away. They're works of art in so many ways, but there's there's a lot of different things going on here in your head. So tell us about Sick Toys. Yeah, it's kind of a confusing collection of things because of the business premise, which you had mentioned is stuff that I want and nobody else makes. And it ranges from things like I've always been a fan of what I refer to as the residue of the product development process. And that is usually a collection of things that the developers create along the way to learning about and building the finished product that you see, but they're not the finished product. And so they're rarely seen by anyone. And an example is I love the old uh, wood and metal wind tunnel models that used to be built in the early and mid-century. And so one of the first products we built was a wind tunnel model of uh, of Bugatti's 100P airplane, which I am confident is the most gorgeous aircraft that anyone's ever designed. So it's a collection of stuff like that. You know, you mentioned the door lock. Uh, I'm also a, a wristwatch nut. And it's fashioned after a mechanism in one of my favorite types of wristwatches, but it's done at super scale. So it's eight times the size of the mechanism that would go in a wristwatch. So it's suitable uh, for use as a, as a door lock. That's where that came from. Yeah, because uh, looking at that, you had it on display at the Quail and I, I, you can find it on the website. I'll put a link to that on Tyler Shono's page. And my first thought was, this thing is the watch light. Ah, yep. so that's where it came from. Exactly. It's it's absolutely stunning. And uh, let me tell you, I mean, this sounds like a bit of a hobby of a fanatic, a, a perfectionist, somebody that has an eye for detail. But you're bringing this to people who want to enjoy these things in their lives, right? Yeah, I, I don't have any obsession to be the only one who owns, you know, one of these things. So to create a business out of it and 
and finance what really is an obsession, uh, we sell them. I'm really happy about the validation that I receive when when someone else also likes uh, the same things that I like. Well, again, uh, listeners, you got to go and check out uh, the Sick Toys website. You'll be blown away and you'll understand what we're talking about here. Uh, these items are spectacular. And do you have some new items for 2020 that you're thinking about producing? Yeah, so we've got a couple of new items in uh, development at the moment. In addition to those um, kind of art objects that we talked about, I also make some accessories that uh, that go on Porsche's new uh, GT2 and GT3 RS cars. Uh, the, the first thing we did was something we call a wing delete kit, which is a couple of finishing wing tips that you can put on uh, your Porsche if you decide to take the large track-focused wing off the back when you're driving it around on the street. And then likewise, um, we're developing something that uh, I call a long tail wing mount, which takes the uh, the wing and lowers it um, and moves it aft on the car. So it, you have a kind of a more streamlined Le Mans looking profile to the car. And to go along with the, that long tail wing mount, we're doing some turbofan wheels, which are my modern interpretation of the turbofan wheels that used to appear on cars like the 935. And then the one that's in just a conceptual stage at the moment is a toolkit that uh, you would uh, take along with you in your car, mainly because they've disappeared from modern automobiles. And this is a combination of a really high utility toolkit, but also kind of a, a work of art machine from solid aluminum. And it's uh, it's really something to kind of appreciate and enjoy for its design and fabrication. In addition to it could get you out of a jam someday. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. Well, I got to see many of these objects at the Quail event where I met Tyler. Again, you got to go to the website and check it out. Absolutely brilliant work. Love what you're doing. Tyler, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Tyler, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question. I'm going to get into your head a little bit here, which I think is a pretty magical place. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle manifested as a car, what would Tyler be and why? I would would say probably uh, an AMC Gremlin. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've thrown me off. You know, I get some pretty interesting answers to that question, but this one doesn't make any sense to me. You got to explain this. And it's, uh, I would say basically it's because um, I'm pretty quirky, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm pretty reliable, solid transportation. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked a gremlin. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, I'll go by that. I'm not so sure I abide by it, but uh, I'll go with it since you're the one picking who you are. <laughs> I would have picked something completely different, but I like it. It's got some humor in it as well. We are entering the last lap here. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the gremlin throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? That uh, it costs just as much to keep your gas tank empty as it does full. (laughs) Very well done. I could have used you a few times in my life. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Oh, I would say without a doubt, it's persistence. Keep at it. Yeah, absolutely. I know a little bit about that after 1,429 guests. I can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners that you found uh, really useful? Yeah, absolutely. There's a a gentleman who's an author and a marketing guy Mm -hmm. by the name of Seth Godden. He has a blog, and his perspectives and insights are just priceless. Yeah, he's written some great books, too. Uh, I enjoy – in fact, you know what? I need to check into this. I'm glad you brought his name up because um, I used to get something from him all the time, uh, emails and things, and they've kind of died off. I wonder uh, what he's up to. i got to go and check him out again. Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N is his last name. Uh, very intriguing guy, and I love listening to him. He's he's on YouTube, Seth Talk or TED Talks. Uh, yeah, I like him very much so as well. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Oh yeah, without a question, I would say Jackie Stewart. Ah yeah, you know I got to sit next to Jackie uh, during a Pebble Beach Concours. I was invited up into the uh, the uh, tower, or not the tower, but the the second level there at the lodge when the cars were driving over the platform. And I had 
had him on one side of me and the late uh, Denise McCluggage on the other. And I was sitting there like, who do I talk to? I want to talk to both these people. I did get uh, Denise as a guest on the show before we lost her. Haven't gotten Jackie. He's been a tough guy to nail down, but uh, I'll keep working on it. Maybe. And once I do, I'll make sure I have him give me a call. How's that sound? That sounds great. There you go. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think uh, I would uh, recommend a book called Porsche 917 by Walter Nair. It's just such a thorough treatment of what I think is uh, the most profound car in automotive racing history. Yeah, uh, they're spectacular. You know, I think uh, Bruce Canepa has one over there in, uh, where's his shop? Um it's in Scotts Valley. Scotts Valley. That's what yep. I'm, yeah. And he I think m- he's got one for you over there. He so. might actually have two, in fact. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got everything that's cool. That's for sure. Bruce has been a guest on the show here a couple times. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these resources on Tyler's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Tyler Schilling, and that page will pop right up. All right, Tyler, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, park it in your garage. But there are some rules to my game that might make it a challenge for you. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or help finance your business. Uh, You have to drive it. No garage queens. And here's the kicker. It's the only one car you can park in your garage as a collector car. What's it going to be? Oh, that's easy. No question. The Ferrari 250 LM. Oh, okay. (laughs) You pick something special and fast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wonderful car. Uh, Fantastic car. Okay, I'll get to work. Now, do you want it in the uh, traditional red, or is there a different color you think that car would look good in? You know, I would take it in any color, but my two favorites are red or yellow. Yeah, fly yellow or a red, Rosso red. Nice choice, my friend. Uh, I'll get to work on that. Oh, that's going to cost me a pretty penny. Uh, you know, I had a, a friend up here in the Pacific Northwest that used to own one, and I got to spend a day photographing that car, crawling around and sitting in it. And uh, I got a whole new appreciation for it. I liked it before, but getting to hang around with it for a day got to be even better. So uh, that was back when they were somewhat affordable, I think somewhere in the $1 million or $1.5 million level. Now they've kind of bumped up a little bit. So uh, uh, in fact, I was just reading uh, Cavallino Magazine, uh, just got my new one in the mail, and uh, they had the new price points in that car. It's gotten very expensive, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, like all great old Ferraris. Tyler, you've taken me on a great ride today. I really appreciate you calling in. I want to thank you for sharing your life's journey and great stories with our listeners. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 250LM? Absolutely. So my motto is if you're if you steal from me you're stealing twice because most all of my thoughts and insights I've borrowed from people I've I've known throughout the years and my parting thought is one is one such item and it's that modification is infinitely easier than synthesis and so starting from a blank sheet of paper is way more difficult than looking at something and deciding how you would improve it. So my advice to people is to license yourself uh, to make a crappy prototype of whatever it is that you want to build and then proceed with the much easier process of modifying and improving it. <laughs> I like that. Nicely said. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Oh, it would be go to go to uh, to sicktoys.com or look at us on Instagram at sicktoys. 
There you go. And I'll remind our listeners that's spelled S-I-C-K-T-O-I-Z, because Tyler does not do anything traditionally. Uh, he's always doing something a little bit different and modifying things just a little bit better. Listeners, again, you can find everything on Tyler's show notes page. Tyler, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life's experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!